Welcome to the Global Tech Leaders Podcast, where we help business leaders and individual contributors with actionable insights to hit their number and figure out the nuances of truly operating a business globally today, squeezing the essence of the lessons learned from the planet's top tech leaders. This is your guide to joining the fast track to global market scaling. So today we are joined by Andrew Wood, co-founder and chief commercial officer at a very innovative company called Willow. Uh, here at Single Focus Talent, we have just partnered with Willow to explore the possibilities that self-led video-based interviewing can bring to the table for our own candidates and clients. Very innovative technology that is helping us as an organization scale in the tech space uh, in a very succinct fashion. Um, so I was keen, uh, having explored this with him originally, uh, to have him on the show and tell us all about uh, what they're doing, etc. So welcome to today's show, Andrew. Hi, Ross. Thanks for, uh, thanks for having me. Good to be here. Well, I, I'm blown away by your progress thus far. I mean, you're in 158 countries right now. You started out in January 2020 with uh, zero in the subscriber base. So a uh, base to build from nonetheless uh, with three and a half thousand users of the platform. Um, so before we get into all of that, maybe just tell us a little bit about you and, and you and Cameron, your co-founder, and kind of what brought you to, to do this and to create software that shifts the dynamic of candidate interviews, if you could share. Yeah, of course. And it's uh, it's quite interesting because you and I come from two different sides of the coin uh, when it comes to recruitment. So my background, I worked um, for uh, the world's leading HR recruitment solutions business, which is Randstad. Uh, so 34 billion euro turnover business um, in every country pretty much in the world. Massive, massive recruitment agency. And I worked for a small part of that called uh, Pareto Law in the UK, which is quite a well-known business um, in the sort of graduate sales world. Mm -hmm. um, and my passion was always sort of born out of working in that business, which was about finding great potential in candidates, placing them into organisations and then giving them, you know, structured training to make them successful, basically. So my background had always been, you know, from an agency perspective, the person that's connecting talent to opportunity, um, but based on, you know, massive sort of assessment centers and putting people through competency-based assessments, that kind of stuff. So I already had a real passion for, you know, mm -hmm. seeing beyond just a, you know, paper-based application. It was my only job. Um, so the only other job I've had, uh, and thankfully, Pareto, don't look at your CV too much, <laughs> uh, was I was a giant mouse at a kids theme park, um, ah. Gulliver's Kingdom. Yeah, so probably doesn't say too much about my B2B sales skills, or at least, well, maybe it does, I don't know. Um, they took me off the giant mouse gig and put me on waffles instead, because uh, I wasn't very good at, at being a mascot. Um, so yeah, that that's where the passion for seeing beyond a CV came from for me. And then Ewan, on, on the other side of things, so Ewan um, is a digital marketeer and he uh, predominantly has worked in sort of automotive industry. And again, lots of hiring has to happen. He's created some uh, innovative uh, sort of tech finance businesses 
um, under Peter Vardy and within that group and basically built them from nothing and, mm. and then side up Willow. And his frustration as a hiring manager was once upon a time, he basically tried to use video because he thought, I'm getting all these CVs and I can't make head or, or tail of them. I'll get them to send over a video. Surely it's not that difficult. Um, but the reality is somebody's got to add it to YouTube or send it mm -hmm. via WhatsApp. And it's just totally, you know, it was just a real fraught um, process, basically. So he came to the realisation and, and um, basically came up with the idea of going, okay, well, surely there's a better way of organising those videos. And it's just kind of spiralled from there. Um into into a business that as you rightly say january last year didn't really exist apart from a few beta testers um and now we're at 3500 users across the globe from everybody from you know abm industries through to prada through to you know large and sort of medium scale recruiters in dubai you know um, wow. fintech organizations in in hong kong so it's it's been fascinating the journey thus far i suppose one of the things that kind of struck me uh, and why it works so well for us in agency world is the fact that we are constrained by physical human hours in the day and this now allows us to to really scale beyond that so i still believe in speaking with people um, but I also believe in being more efficient with my time. My time is very, very valuable. So the way that we structure ourselves is, is not in an ad hoc fashion. It's in a very much in a people uh, and process orientated fashion. In fact, I've, I have a coaster here on my desk, which says it's not my people, it's my process. Uh, and that's, that's very much the case. You've got to hire rock stars. That's a given. But you should be giving them, in my opinion, all of the tools that allow them to be successful. So um, our gold mine in what we do is our data uh, and our ability to build relationships with the, the real people inside of that data. So from day one, when I worked in recruitment, I was all about setting up um, calendar links to um, show availability, to track time, to look at KPIs around um, conversions from outreach to scheduling, et cetera. But the biggest delay in our funnel has always been the physical investment in, in the people uh, element of it. And uh, this now allows you to still create a sense of value, engage with those folks, but have them do it on their own terms. What's been sort of the uh, initial kind of feedback you've seen in the industry, um, Andrew, in relation to people's ability towards um, working in this way? Really mixed. Um as I'm sure you can appreciate. So there's always, there's, there's tends to be two, two types of organization. And then there's usually two types of people in, in all of those organizations. You get the, the organizations that are rooted in history and find it very difficult to change and move away from their traditional processes. Um, and you might have an individual pioneering the idea of, of video interviewing within that, but it's very difficult to get the other, you know, recruiters on board or whatever. And then the other type of organization, which is one like yours, which is how do I maximize the potential of my people through having an amazing process plus, mm. you know, technology. Um, and actually, you know, the, the, uh, I'm a big fan of lean startup and he always talks about yes. in his book, you know, if somebody fails in your organization, 
you should really find what mechanism it was in your in your company that allowed them to fail not why did they fail as a person but yeah, what sure. process did i not even have in place to support them what people are really seeing with with our platform is is just an opportunity to um streamline what has been the most frustrating part of a recruiter's life which is getting hold of candidates and then showcasing them to clients so you know if you think about the fact that most most people your most good people you speak to are in a role at mm -hmm. the moment so they don't have the time to speak to you until after hours which means every recruiter has to work till 8 p.m just in order to do their telephone interviews or somebody has to run out of the office, pretend they're ill, you know, all of the sort of inherent mm. issues that you have um, that cause people to not, not give a best account of themselves. Whereas what recruiters are, are seeing with Willow is the ability for somebody to completely flexibly, you know, even if they're in a different time zone, you know, it's uh, it's a completely different country, different role, whatever they can do it in the comfort of their own home in their own time whilst recruiters can get on with potentially doing more BD, finding more roles, you know, just living a more balanced life, for example. Um, and those that are embracing that change and understanding that video isn't replacing them. It is absolutely just a, a supplement to the process of submitting a candidate, you know, in a proposal that adds real transparency to, um, the truth of the candidate this is another thing that i've always hated especially in, in graduate recruitment you'd have three amazing candidates and and you know maybe one of them had six months experience mm -hmm. two of them didn't but the two did that didn't have experience they were actually the better candidates because they were like more hungry better communication skills etc cetera, etc cetera. and even though you're saying to the client oh we've put them through an assessment center we've done six hours of assessment you know we're professionals we understand you submit those three CVs and, and the, the client still goes, oh, not sure about these two. We'll look at the one with six months experience. Thanks very much. Whereas now, if you submit the CV alongside the videos of these really credible individuals, sure, you're much more likely to extend your, um, extend your shortlists, basically. Um, yeah. Yeah, that makes complete sense. And you can find uh, more roles for them as well because you have better data on them as well. Uh, I suppose if we just wind back to the premise um, and different clients have different uh, onerous obligations on us as an agency to screen folks um, or what we present to them be, be details more or less. Uh, what's nice about Willow is you can turn on and off different questions that you have yeah. within the profile of the interview you do with the candidate. So let's just wind back and walk through the scenario. And this is what it means to me. And you're going to tell me that I'm using only a snip of the potential of the platform, but so be it. We can go into that now in a moment. Um, so what I was traditionally doing is I was doing outreach to folks that we knew and didn't know in our database uh, and uh, further afield. And then I was generating interest. So I'm a big believer in digital marketing and a hook and speaking to um, the right trigger points of people knowing what you know about these people. I'm not a recruiter by training. I'm actually a reformed sales guy and sales leader. So I understand that what, what these guys are looking for and what our opportunity looks like. So that outreach piece is key. The next thing is to set up a call to have an initial screen and understand uh, their motivations and have a little discussion around the um, 
opportunity that's being presented and why this is a great opportunity. And tech, tech is booming right now. There's actually been an uptick in VC funding across the tech sector. There's been no slowdown whatsoever. So it's a very, very liquid market at the moment. Yeah. Um, so getting the attention was important, but then you've got to either do this, you've got to either schedule that initial call um, for a longer period of time or position a second call. Now, I'm a bigger fan of a second call. And the reason is, is that a lot of people, and I see this done a lot, and I'm happy to give away our kind of secret sauce. When I had an outreach from a recruiter, in fact, yesterday, for a VP of sales role, which was wildly unqualified, <laughs> but they tell you everything in the, in the initial discussion, right? So mm. uh, the initial outreach, rather, should I say, it's like that's to be saved for the discussion, right? So mm. it's fill your beans, tell you everything about the company, the role, the profile, the, uh, the salary, all that kind of stuff, where they're headed. And I'm like, no, that's not the goal of outreach. The goal of outreach is to, is to get permission to earn the right to have a conversation or a quick chat for a period of time, usually less than 30 minutes at the very most. And then it's to go into a deep dive. The challenge you have then is you've got to schedule that other deep dive um, question. So, you know, you could do a profile, you know, here's a Word document, old school, go complete it. You don't really get a feel for somebody because there's no real emotion in that. Um, so what, what drew me to Willow uh, and my teammate, uh, Lisa, uh, told me all about it was the fact that you can now uh, format that in a uh, way that allows you to get the best of both worlds. So uh, you can position up to 20 questions, which are in written format, and then they can record their video responses to that in a number of takes that you predetermine. And ahead of that, you can do an introduction, you can recap on the company, the opportunity, you can give resources around um, credible third-party validation on the organization, et cetera. Um, but they can do it in their own time. They can do it out of hours. As you rightly mentioned, the use case around um, having to pretend you're sick to go on a job interview, all that kind of stuff. And then what's really cool, because we were doing this in Zoom and then transcribing the daughter later and tidying it all up, is you can integrate with those platforms and to be able to transcribe it and then also share the video. So they get to see, the client gets to see the emotive responses mm. um, from those um, actual uh, interview questions that are being answered in, in, in a video format. So uh, what have I gotten wrong there, Andrew, in that process? And uh, <laughs> how has that been perceived? Because we're loving it, quite frankly. I don't think you've got anything wrong. Um, maybe I should be contacting you about a VP of sales job over here. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll yeah. get to that later, Ross. Yeah, you couldn't afford to give away yeah, too, know, many, <laughs> too many details right now. I think it's it's really interesting. And and uh, the beauty of like the transcription and all of that is people want to digest and assess candidates in different ways, actually. So being able to look at the words that have been spoken on a piece of paper and really analyze, you know, what, what verbiage they've used, plus then look at, watch it back and actually see uh, their body language, how comfortable they are staring at a camera rather yeah. than themselves, you know, all of that stuff that actually, especially in a tech sales role, for example, it's just massively important these days. Um, and if you're not creating content, then you really, you know, you're probably not doing enough as a sales professional. So being comfortable in that environment is, is actually really important and testing that out. Um, so yeah, it doesn't sound like you're doing anything wrong. I think the, 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 the one thing that 
people miss out is, um, and I know we've had a good chat about this, Russ, is that element of reciprocity in the process. So you should never ask somebody to create a video of themselves if you're not willing to create a video of yourself at the same time. Yeah, Um, and and you see, you know, we see people create Willow interviews, obviously on a daily basis, and and the ones that get the best response are definitely the ones that take the time to go, okay, it's a two minute video, but I'm going to just talk to you as a human being and be really authentic in the way that I want you to be authentic back to us. Um, so we can share that with, with the clients. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, and, and people use Willow in, in so many different ways. And, and one of the, one of the things that we've tried to stay true to is, is basically making for every party in the process just making it incredibly simple to use. There's mm-hmm. lots of tools out there that, you know, um, try to kind of productize in a really specific part of the process. And they've got, you know, 10 different features for 10 different parts of the process and that kind of stuff. And maybe you can, you can attest to this, Ross, but yeah. <clears throat> from, a, from a Willow perspective, you can use the same setup in 10 different ways. Um, you know, you don't have to, use a different feature it's you click the same button and create the same thing in 10 different ways um and the other thing that i was just going to say just on your process is the other bit of guidance that i always give is if you think about the seniority of a role so this is this is the most common objection that we get is somebody in a volume-based recruitment role goes Mm -hmm. i can see how this could really work with senior hires but i'm not sure it's going to work for volume and then somebody on senior hires goes i can see how this could work for volume hires but it's never Mm. going to work for seniors um which just means they've not really fully understood how it could work if you imagine uh, a kind of a sliding scale of where you should use video the higher the volume and the more junior the role the closer to application you can use willow so the closer to sense. the CV submission, you can ask them seven questions that are quite broad. And then right the way up to we've had, you know, CEOs hired through Willow. And actually the Willow doesn't come in till the end. But what it really enhances is your ability to ask like a consistent question to three to six CEO candidates that then as a panel or a board or whatever, all of the senior stakeholders that need to make a decision on this person, they can all review either together or individually. So, but asking a CEO to do a a Willow video right up front, probably not the greatest uh, way to engage with somebody. So it's just that sliding scale. That's the other thing to think about, I guess. Yeah, that's a great way of describing the use case. And I can see how that might make great sense. Um, I think from a junior perspective, you're probably, you've got a a lot more kind of engagement with technology. They're more open to it. They're very used to it. Um, You know, they want to do it in their car, for example, because that's the only moment they have in the day. Um, And then the senior folks, you need to kind of position where this is really valuable um, and how it's part of the interview process um, to sell you into the organization. Um, Because the board can consume that in their own time um, ahead of a panel and then draft additional questions that they have before making a decision on somebody like a CEO. One of the things that struck me during the courses of our earlier conversations, Andrew, was you're three times more likely to get an interview based on this format. Maybe just take me through that if you would. But where's that coming from? Yeah, so we did um, we did a study basically with one of our clients over like a 
a three month period and uh, it was a recruiter and they basically found that um the the um the jobs that they used video with they were getting 30 percent more candidates through to interview so um it was it it's you know from a recruiter perspective it comes back to that point of cv submission versus cv plus if you like mm. and there's always something on a CV and, and the scary thing is the average time that somebody spends reviewing a CV is seven seconds. Um, wow. So you look, what, do you, what do you look at in seven seconds? <clears throat> you look at the name, mm. you look at the school that they went to, you look at the pre, you know, their last employer and how long they were there. And if it's a name that you don't, you know, uh, relate to if it's a school that you have some form of unconscious bias about and if mm. it's an employer that either you've had a bad experience with or maybe they were only there for nine months then your fight or flight mentality automatically kicks in so you're in system one thinking much more difficult to do that when you submit that candidate with a really credible video that you watch for 15 seconds and they come across as you know, really great communicator, great body language, good eye contact, answering the question really well. So it's just that extra supplement, I believe, that helps people get through. And, and we did a, another project where um, it was, they were placing uh, candidates into the NHS. <clears throat> and um, usually this process takes like six months or whatever. And it took them two months to get 29 placements in and they used one, it was one resourcer that they were using. Wow. So it's a, it's a hell of an ROI um, based on the fact that they only, they only used one user with Willow. Um, and the, the, the reason was twofold. So firstly, the shortlist to placement ratio of the previous projects that they'd done was five to one. And then it went to two to one whilst using Willow. So they've, they've seen half as many people to get the placements because the quality's been higher. And the other reason was, uh, again, it was, it was like a third of the people that got placed, they would have failed at the paper-based application. So if it was purely based on paper, those people would have never got an interview in the first place, which I find astonishing, mm. the fact that those people have ended up actually employed um, by the NHS. So it's that it's that extra supplement and layer of human potential on top of experience and uh, you know an education basically that makes complete sense you're forcing people to give it more uh, time and attention because it deserves it and not only that you can prove it and here's yeah. the evidence physically available to them in or albeit in digital format um fantastic Talk to us a bit about some of your integration points. So, I mean, obviously everybody uses ATSs or CRMs or um, some hybrid in between. You know, there are various different outreach tools, et cetera. But I'm particularly interested in kind of middle and end of the funnel as well, um, because that's a key part of the software stack today is like, how do you API into other tools? How does the share data and kind of what does that look like? So for you, what have been some of the value points and the conversations you're having across the industry with other vendors in the space? Yeah. So it's, um, we're, we're on the, obviously we're very young still, despite the rapid growth. So we're on the, we're on the sort of ATS recruitment CRM trail yeah. um, of trying to 
shoot them off one by one as a as a as a partner we're currently integrated with uh, workable and greenhouse <clears throat> natively um we're hopefully touchwood going to integrate with vincherry for example um but our, our our most powerful thing that well our two most powerful things is firstly zapier mm-hmm. so the ability to integrate with over 2000 other applications um utilizing you know api triggers and that kind of stuff and the stuff people do with that in in willow is is fantastic everything from candidate testimonials getting put through certain bits of software to kind of add banners and all sorts of stuff creating your own ats using google sheets so that you can save money you know there's lots of different things and and um typically we're working with you know recruiters that are maximum sort of 30 people or less really okay so we're not we're not going after the big boys um and integrating with you know massive uh crm ats systems um so that's one thing. And then the other that, that we're really noticing loads of at the moment is people's real appetite and desire to create their own tech stack, actually, um, utilizing APIs. So we've, we've actually won a couple of clients from competitors because uh, our open APIs that we happily share with developers and whatever, mm-hmm. just much easier to use. Sure. Um, and you can basically do whatever you want with it. So we're integrating with some of the software. They're, you know, they're using us as their video partner. We've got um, organizations building their tech stack and building us into their website portals, you know, for career portals, all of that kind of stuff. So there's there's some real interest in that kind of white label solution of what we do. So sure. we'll worry about making sure the video part works. You just get it into however you want uh, the system to, to kind of function and look. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, it's a great mindset to have. And certainly the way that I was exposed to growth at HubSpot from the SMB up. And I think you can prove the use cases, then it becomes ultimately scalable then from there. So I guess as we round the corner here, um, let's shift gears a small bit and talk about uh, your own growth and scale and leadership and values. So you obviously, um, found it with, uh, Ewan and, um, out of a passion project and, have now got to, to hire and scale. How do you find setting the tone for leadership in this new, obviously born remote culture? Uh, what does that look like inside of Willow? Yeah, it's tough, isn't it? Remote, remote leadership. Um, and, you know, we had, we, we had our first sales guy and we never, I met him, I met him face to face once, you know, in the last nine months or whatever. Sure. It was, abs- it was really tough, especially because you got to think we're so new that we didn't have a sales process. You know, we had an idea of how people would buy our product, but we didn't have a, here's the book on how to <laughs> yeah, sell exactly. Willow and run a demo. So basically over the last nine months, we, we've we been testing that out and, and the whole mindset has just been, you know, that such a cliche mindset isn't it but at the moment but it's just fail as much as you can as often as you can as quickly as you can um learn from it and turn that into success so and that and that's even harder in a in a remote world so um some of the things that we talk about so we just we just got four new starters and we did actually get them in a room for their first day in july um and we talked about over communication 
And I think uh, one of the most delicate balances that, that you have to make as a remote leader mm-hmm. is the difference between micromanagement and over-communicating Interesting. for effectiveness. What do you mean by that? So what, what I mean by that is like you and I will actually communicate to the team every single day what we're doing. So we'll be like, we've got these in our these things in our diary. This is what we're planning to do. We're working on X, Y, Z. And then we ask them to do the same. And that that the, the difference there is if I was a micromanager, I'd go on the call and I'd go, right, what's your plan today? You know, how many calls are you going to make? What's the yeah. et cetera, et cetera. And what we're trying to engender as a as a leadership team is just honest, trustworthy management style that treats people like adults sure and enables them to work in a remote way you know and 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 i had it one of the new starters um said to me so um i'm just a bit worried because i once upon a time i was on my laptop my work laptop and i ordered something on amazon and my it department called me out on it and i'm like okay like what yeah somebody you know somebody actually rang me and said you shouldn't be ordering stuff on amazon for you know for personal use on a on a work laptop (laughs) and i'm just like whoa that is madness you know like i order stuff all the time yeah so that's just the way that we live we're living remote and most stuff is delivered etc so you've also got to unpick that kind of um teacher pupil mentality sometimes yeah and show people that actually i'm, I'm gonna trust you i trust that you're gonna do a good job and and the results will say that and we'll be data driven in our approach to coaching i'm not i'm not gonna turn around and say gut feel is you're not working i'm gonna turn around and say let's look at the numbers that you're putting in and what numbers are coming out and together we'll figure out your ratios because again i've always been a big believer mm. and back when back when i was at pareto i worked out that Every single call that I made, whether somebody said yes, no, or maybe, um, because of my, my the Ratio. mathematics and my ratios, I was earning one pound seventy five for somebody to tell me to go away. So I was like, yeah. this is absolutely amazing. So sure. you know, make one hundred and sixty calls, you make two hundred and eighty quid. Whether somebody said yes, no, or maybe on any of them, fantastic. So that's the kind of mentality that and it, and it doesn't have to be money based it could be you know it's got a link to a goal or whatever sure you've got to believe in it that's the kind of leadership style that we're we're trying to engender honesty you know just simple everything we try and do is simple and everything we try and do is flexible um, fantastic yeah. well look i really want to thank you andrew that's uh, been a tremendous value to the show today i uh, really enjoyed our discussion i very much enjoy what you guys do um, and I think it's bringing tremendous change to us in a very positive way as we see increased demand, which I welcome uh, and are helping to embrace that. So I wish you every success in your rollout. I have no doubt you'll be off to the moon quite shortly and uh, congratulate you on your success thus far. Yeah, me and Elon off to Mars. Yeah, or Mars even. That's the new goal. Indeed. Yeah, I'm just waiting for the invite. But, uh, but yeah, thanks so much for having me. It's been great to chat. Our pleasure. You've been listening to the Global Tech Leaders Podcast, designed for both established and aspiring career-focused tech rock stars, as well as helping leadership figure out how to speak global in today's multicultural world. For further details, check out sf-talent.com.